Merry Christmas. The day that we have been anticipating and looking forward to and waiting for has arrived. The day that we celebrate Jesus Christ's birth, the beginning of God's great restoration plan lived out through this child, this gift, the ultimate gift of God for you and for me. And so let's pause and pray and just worship this incredible gift that you and I get to receive today. Heavenly Father, we do love you and we are so grateful. We have been waiting and counting down the days for this day. And so God, as we come into your word today with hearts filled with gratitude, would you remind us that in the gift of Jesus Christ, we get to experience hope, knowing that you have kept your word, your promise from the very beginning in Genesis that you were going to bring redemption and restoration of broken things. You kept your promise when you brought Jesus Christ down to this planet. <laughs> and God, you continue to keep your promise in our own lives. And so regardless of what gifts may or may not be under a tree for us today, we are all recipients of the greatest gift of love through Jesus Christ. And we are grateful. Teach us today in your word. Remind us of how powerful you are for each one of us. You are the light that pierces the darkness, that brings hope, peace, joy, restoration. We love you and we want to know you more. Teach us your word. Teach us more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. What an honor to pause with you today. It's a busy day, and maybe you're even catching this tomorrow, and that's okay. Uh, Christmas is a busy day, and yet a really important and potent time for us to pause and reflect and get into God's Word. And I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I'm flipping a couple of scripture passages from that little printout that you have. This is the passage I meant to have land on Christmas Day, the passage from Isaiah, Isaiah 9, verses 1 through 3 and 6 and 7. So tomorrow I will lean in on the Romans 5 passage, but today we're in Isaiah. So grab your Bible, grab a journal, open up to Isaiah chapter 9, and I'll be reading in the New International Version. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it 
with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This wonderful passage reminds us of what Jesus brings into a place of that used to be painful, used to be filled with shame. He had humbled the land of Zebulun and Naphtali because they were filled with guilt and shame over their sin. And now he is honoring that place. It says Galilee of the nations. That word, Remember, Jesus is a Galilean. So this is where he begins to speak of Jesus coming and being the great light that is dawning. And then he talks about what Jesus will do on earth in his life on earth and then what he will do in his eternal kingdom as he restores everything when he returns again. And so there are promises for us to hold on to in this passage and great places of joy for us to just sink into today. The gift of Jesus Christ as declared hundreds of years before his birth through the prophet Isaiah. I'm going to read one more time, this time a little more slowly for you to thoughtfully consider what word or phrase, what verse do I want to hold on to and copy down as part of my Christmas Day worship. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. What word or phrase do you want to hold on to? Copy down the verse that that's found in, into your journal, and then we'll talk about observation. In this passage, we get to hear what God calls his gift to us and what that gift looks like and how we can respond to it. So as you consider your verse, what is the character trait of God that is lifted off of that page? And how 
are we invited to respond in this particular um, verse that you've written down? Remember, one of the great ways to use this observation tool is to think about the five W's and an H. Who is in it? What is happening? Where is it happening? When and how and why? What are the describing words? What are the actions? What are the beautiful and powerful names of God that are listed in this passage? Or simply, in that one verse that you have written down, what is it that you notice that's concrete in that passage before we move on to application? Take a few moments and write down some of your thoughts and observations about that, and then we'll come back for application. As you think about application, there was probably a verse that resonated with you, and it resonated with you for a reason. Is it because it reminded you of something that you've experienced with the Lord in the past? Maybe it reminded you of something that you're grateful for. Maybe it reminded you of a wound. But perhaps as part of your application, you can take a moment to wrestle with the why behind what brought this, what was it that brought this to the surface for you? Can you be honest with God who gave you this great gift and invite him into the pondering? Is there an aspect of his character that you need to hold on to where you can step into a greater understanding of who you are because of what Christ has done for you. Or maybe a shift in perspective. Maybe the action is sharing with someone what it is that God has done in your life through his word. Take a moment and write down something in your application section and then we'll move on to prayer. So as you move into prayer today, there's this word that we've been talking about a lot um, and that's joy and rejoice. And then there also, again, is a repeated word of peace, prince of peace. You have this government of peace. There will be no end. As you respond in prayer, what, what part of this last several weeks worth of reflection could you bring into this time of prayer? And response. What aspects of God's character or of the things that he gives as a gift to us can you reflect on in your conversation with him? Remember, this time of prayer doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to come up with beautiful turns of phrase like you think somebody else has when they pray. This is just a conversation between you and God, and it's going to have your own special take on it. But think about the phrases and words in this passage and how you might pray those back to him in a place of just engaging and rejoicing with him over this gift. Think of this as a time, this time of prayer, just as an unwrapping of this gift with him. What would it be like in your mind's eye as you're writing down your response to God to consider this literally being an unwrapping moment between you and him? Can you experience the delight that you get to have in unwrapping the perfect gift and the delight that God has as he watches you with the joy of a father who can't wait for you to truly experience and engage in the gift that he has given to you.
celebrate with the Lord for a moment, and then we'll take a final observation. Once again, I'm going to invite you to take a phrase from this passage and turn it into a breath prayer, a, a statement that you will go back to over the next 24 hours and ponder and reflect on through the day as you consider who God is for you at this Christmas time. You might take the juxtaposition of darkness and light and turn that into your breath prayer. Would it be something like saying, I was in distress and then your light dawned. It could be, I was in deep darkness. You brought me light. You could say, you have increased my joy and I rejoice. Whatever it is, you can take those little turns of phrase and turn them into a breath prayer. Write it down or maybe even just text it to yourself so you have it on your phone. Something that you carry with you through the day that you can return to and just make an intention. Whether it's whenever you're doing a certain action, if you're going to be getting in and out of the car a lot today, that could be the moment. Or maybe you set some alarms on your phone that'll go off and it'll be an invitation for you to just pause in the midst of whatever you're doing and reflect on that little phrase and allow it to be a place of worship for you through this Christmas day. I'm praying for you and celebrating with you as we delight in Jesus Christ, God's great gift to you and to me. Merry Christmas. I'll see you tomorrow for one final reflection as we wrap up this time of Advent reading together.